Hey, what is good? It's me, your friend, the Deeper Nerd, the Bobo, and welcome, if this is your first time, to Bobo's Block. And for the homies who have been here 39, 40 times just so before again, um, welcome back. Hey, what up, dog? It's good to see you again. Thank you guys for all tuning in to this weekly block party that I have every time I step behind the mic and I want to go ahead and get this out the way. This episode is sponsored solely by my Patreon. Patreon is the place where you can do the most good and the most help for this podcast. Patreon is basically the bread and butter and the lifeblood of Bobo's Block, you guys who are over there on the Patreon. Shout outs to you for over the years de- dedication that you've shown me and I uh, said the fundage and um, I really want to appreciate you guys every single episode because you guys are dope as hell um, you can also join in on the Patreon and get in on the fun by going to patreon.com forward slash Bobbo that's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O and there you can find multiple tiers and then basically it goes from like a dollar all the way to $3,000 and if it's going to $3,000 you might as well go ahead and start planning that bridal shower we can start testing out cakes because we getting married bruh I have way more energy this time. Um, <laughs> I learned to rest. Um, <laughs> that's the that's my new TM skill. I, I uh, loaded, uploaded that up on the PC. Yeah, Pokemon joke. Old Pokemon joke. You got to be an old trainer. My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, so well, it's good. Um, we have a couple things to get into today. And we are... Whew, we're going to talk about it. Um, if you guys see it today, we are going to talk about Invincible. So that is the nergasm topic for the day. We are getting a lot of dope-ass shows that I'm finishing up. Um, there are even a couple of things that I'm um, going to be talking about that I have to finish up and kind of get into myself. We may be doing episodes on those, but these are going to be like things that we will always go back to. Like, oh, I'll get into it in the nergasm. But yes, let's start off and do it the update. So... Last week, I was involved in a no-disqualification match between me and Dead Dashing Cam, Kiss It, and um, the Bodega Basuda Boys, whatever. But, yeah, we had a no-DQ match, and we went balls to the wall, bruh. Like, it was lit. Um, You can check out the highlights from my Instagram. You guys know you can always catch the full match in the full stream down there in the, in the links below. I'll always put up my last match, what I had. Um down there so you guys keep up with my wrestling dog it's really dope you guys i'm a little banged up a little banged up i'm <laughs> probably not gonna be making it out to um tv and dojos for the next show but i will be back they will feel the vengeance of bobby ledger they will definitely know that they can either kiss the ring or the goddamn mat because when it comes to me and dashing cam you will do one of the two whether it be by my fist or his boot i'm telling you dog so um, I don't really have anything upcoming. Like I said, I want to shout out everybody who did come out, stop by the um, Mayday Playdate. And also, if you came out and stopped by for the record, you guys are so dope. I enjoyed that you were able to come out and play with us and have fun. Um, Adriana Sequel, she really is a a very... <laughs> like a lovely ball of energy to be around because she put this together because she knows that playing is a great form of therapy. She is a certified counselor and she is here to help you guys check out again, strong friend check in another plug again. That's the homie. I'm probably going to have her on the show one day. You never know. I'm going to try and get more people in here on Bobble's block because it just be me at this goddamn <laughs> in this little, little studio section and just recording, but I'm going to get some more people in here. Um, collab more. I, I'm open for collabs and guest spots and stuff. I'm down for interviews. So yeah, man, like I'm going to be able to bring more dopeness to you guys here on the block. So we'll go ahead and get into that probably another time and another day, but yeah, um, I don't have anything coming up. I don't have anything I'm going to, but I will definitely keep you guys up to date. If you check me out on social media, Bobo FNN on all platforms and, um, ghost blur games on, Twitch, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm gonna pull that trigger soon. I'm gonna pull that goddamn trigger, and y'all be like, "What? Probably where they get the Twitch going? Oh snap!" Um, but yeah, I also like. I'm thinking about. I saw something dope. I had like a really dope idea to start doing Twitter Spaces. I was hanging out with the homie Al Pete, and he um, started up a little Twitter Space, and he was like, "Yeah, you want to get together and do this?" I really need to start taking a lot more of advantage of my social media platforms and things like that, and just kind of getting back out there and, and talking to people. <laughs> That's really what it is, man. 
Oh, man. So, yeah. So, we'll see how that all pans out, man. So, yeah. I definitely can't wait to get keep you guys updated on that. So, let's go ahead and um go around the net. And this week's Around the Net starts off with a crazy story, man. So, there was this young lady out in Oklahoma. She is trying to get married, right? She gets her gets her marriage license. She goes to change her name. And she finds out that she has a warrant for her arrest because they have an old videotape that she never returned 22 years ago. So, this is literally crazy as shit. So, here in um, Sources of the Guardian, and it says that an unreturned Sabrina the Teenage Witch VHS leads to a U.S. woman arrest warrant for felony embezzlement. That's crazy. Felony embezzlement? Like, I can't believe that they still want their ducats for a tape that was rented in 1999. 1999. Her name is Karen McBribe. Um, I wouldn't even know what to do because I've I've had those moments where I haven't returned VHS tapes, man. Like that shit was stupid. Like back when Blockbuster was going out of business, I literally looked at all my old video games and, and VHS and the DVDs and stuff. I was like, I guess y'all are mine now. Like, <laughs> like what? They really still they because that's the thing I hate about it when they send shit like that to collection agencies. It's uh, they, they will honk you forever. They will try and get their money. They will put it to another ple- another um, collection agency. They will definitely harass you for that shit. But felony embezzlement charges? How many late fees has that shit racked up? Like, my God. Why are the late fees still going? Like, is the, even the video store still going? Are there even video stores you can rent from at this point? Especially in the era of corona. Like, come on. That's stupid. <laughs> but you know, I, just, I just couldn't resist it, man. I could not resist this story. It was too crazy not to enjoy. So, <laughs> moving on to the docket. NetherRealm Studios is actually <sighs> giving us a hint that they may be in the works of a Marvel fighting game. And it is um, reported by Gameable, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Gaming Bible, and they did a sit-down interview with um, a couple of people who worked at NetherRealm, and they were asking them, have you ever thought about doing a MCU or a Marvel game? And they're like, hell yeah. It's like, yeah, is there anything in the works? And he kind of got the hush mouth. So that's kind of giving us the, mm, okay, it might be something going on over there. So I I definitely would be down for that. I, I It would be a great thing to give a feel of something that is kind of more reminiscent of Marvel versus Capcom than what we had with that um, RPG um, Avengers game. I, for all the great story it had, and I said the improvement on the gameplay that it did and all that stuff, it was still the character design that really took me out of it. Like this, there's a look that I'm that I want, and I, it just wasn't doing it for me, so I had to pass on. that. I did not pick up the Avengers game, but I did know a lot of friends who did, and they do enjoy it. So yeah, that's something to be said if people are even still playing it now. So yes, yeah, that is called crazy. Um, sticking into the gaming news, so um, Among Us reveals that they will be doing new meeting screens. So meeting screens are in the new development plans. There was some talks or so or looks up in there for the new dev plans and they said we get a little peek at the new meeting screens it was in the april um the april dev log they do updates and bug fixes general progress reports couldn't think of a good title for the dev log and they did a peek at the new meeting screens and to uh, to intro to accentuate who exactly died between the rounds so that is actually something super super dope because you got it's a strategy game man it's a strategy among us is really hanging in there like we thought it was going to be something that kind of died off or kind of a fad it's honestly still one of the most played games by streamers youtubers and stuff like that because it brings us so much like joy to be together and you kind of get to kind of like deceive your family and friends and stuff man uh, like uh, i fucks with among us man it fucks with among us and i hope it's able to kind of stay the test of time i hope it's a new angry birds or a new fruit ninja like <laughs> stuff that people always talk about still kind of download from time to time stuff like that yeah like I enjoy that we have these staple games that kind of stick with us, like stick like grits. It's kind of dope. It's kind of dope to see. All right. Last piece of gaming news is looks like that Sony is working to integrate Discord into their PlayStation consoles. This comes um, from from 
The Verge. PlayStation is now partnering with Discord, and it's honestly probably the best part uh, or the best time to do it because they did just shut down their PlayStation communities on the PS4. If we were to integrate Discord into the PS4 and the PS5, that actually would be a good reason for them to shut down PlayStation communities. But, um, yeah, they're saying that they are looking at doing a $10 billion deal earlier this year. Like our Microsoft was in a $10 million deal earlier this year, but those talks appear to have ended with Discord deciding to stay as an independent company. So now it looks like they're um, looking at Sony or Sony's looking at them. So we have to see what comes of that. I'm actually pretty, pretty stoked to hear what happens with all of that. Um, oh, I do. I lied. I do have a couple more gaming stuff, a couple more gaming stuff. We'll, we'll get into them. Um, I'll, I'll sprinkle them in between cause we got some other things to kind of talk about. So next up is some podcast news. Dopeness. One of my favorite podcasts, the read with Crystal and Kit Fury. Um, Crystal West and Kit Fury are fucking icons in the black podcast community. And they don't ever want to say they're fucking celebrities, but they're fucking celebrities. We love them so much. They are the dopest. They are the goats. I, I listen to the read every week. It is one of my favorite things to do. It's one of my favorite podcasts that are always in my rotation. No matter how crappy I'm feeling, I will always get my life by listening to the read. So they're partnering up with Issa Rae in their her record label radio. They have been signed as the first <laughs> the first deal that includes yeah their first history making record deal that includes an original comedy album. Like I am super excited to hear what comes of this because like just pairing these two people up is something that's really dope for me um the project will be executive produced by radio um the president bioni tago Issa ray and the reads chris chrysler kid fury and talent manager alexandra <laughs> rego shout out to alex she has been the the fucking <laughs> the fucking truest manager that they've had um the project will be released later this summer and will feature original music from today's top talent. Per radios, the album will pair original commentary with the dynamic duos <laughs> on historic pop culture moments alongside original music from today's most prolific artists. Kit Fury and Crystal are, are they're so popular and their podcast has ran for more than eight years and it's become a pop culture staple. I'm super happy to hear that news for them. I love when my faves get so many dope things. Speaking of my faves, shout out to Stephanie Williams. She has been, um, racking up these comic book, um, these comic book author, author spots. Like she's now writing on a wonder woman book and you guys definitely need to go check it out. Go ahead and put it on your pull list. Go ahead and I'll try and see if I can get more, uh, more information to put down in the links below. Shout out to my Twitter sister from another mister, the, the creative living heroes and, and, but what if though, like, ah, that is the sis, the homie, the, I'm so happy and so proud for it. So proud of everybody doing dope things. All right, so um, next up on the docket, we have, oh, yeah, Ewan McGregor and his Obi-Wan Kenobi um, set has teased new Star Wars locations. Ooh. So this one's coming from Heroic Hollywood. It looks like we're going back to Tatooine. Um, with work currently underway in Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan series, new set photos have arrived revealing the first look at the classic location from the original Star Wars trilogy. The highly anticipated series has amassed an impressive list of stars. It really has. Like, my God. And although it's not quite exactly clear when in the timeline the series will take place, it obviously takes place after Revenge of the Sith, but before A New Hope. So this is going to give us, like I said, the full story of what happened to Obi-Wan and why he dropped the Obi-Wan name and went as Ben Kenobi. So, yeah, so I'm definitely in, I'm plugged into this. I cannot wait. It's going to be so amazing to see all of this new shit, man. Speaking of leaked photo set pics, um, we got our first look at Miss Marvel. I'm going to also get into a couple other things about marvel so just bear with me here um miss marvel is 
looking so dope. Like the the outfit is very comic book accurate. The actress is feel, looks very natural and comfortable on her. I love the integration of um the the patterns and textures of her traditional, like say, Pakistani heritage. Like it looks so good. I'm very, very impressed with the um with the costuming team that has been working on these Disney shows. Like they've been doing a hell of a job. Like I'm very, very happy with Falcon and the Soldier. I'm happy with WandaVision. Looks like I'm going to be happy with Loki. He has a lot of classic looks that are going to be coming out and even some modern looks that are going to be coming out. Like it's going to be lit. Dog. It's going to be so good. So yeah, now we know that Miss Marvel is going to be coming up. So yeah. So as I told you, I'm going to sprinkle back in some more video game news. Um, we're going to talk about a few things, a few more things today. All right, so Sony actually released that their numbers on the PlayStation 5 sales. They have said that they have sold a mass quantity of about 7.8 million consoles to this date, outpacing the PS4 despite widespread shortages. But my question is, who the hell are getting these 7.8 million consoles? If you're counting the numbers that the fucking scammers and scalpers are getting, that I feel like we shouldn't. Like, uh, I really feel like we shouldn't. It just it just hurts my heart because like a lot of people still haven't gotten their hands on the PS5. I still haven't got my hands on the PS5. But man, it, it should be happening, man. It should be happening. But I'm happy to hear that they are projected to be ahead of schedule or on track of what they wanted to be. So hopefully we'll be able to get more of these PS5s out and into people's houses. Especially my house. I want a PS5. Please give me a PS5. Not you guys specifically. I'm talking to Tony. Sony. Sponsor me. Please. Yeah, so moving on. So in Nintendo news, or sorry, video game news, Nintendo actually seems like they're interested in doing more animated adaptations if you guys remember back in the day nintendo used to do a fuck ton of animated adaptations like my favorite was the mario brothers super show that shit was dope we had a zelda um zelda cartoon we had a lot of other things like we had so many good adaptations so hopefully with the new animation style that they're doing or kind of pulling out right now we probably may be seeing some new mario properties some new um legend of zelda properties some um metroid properties star fox like yeah we could see all of that dog. like i really want all of that like they have some dope ass ips over there that they just need to get out into their world like you see them already branching out into cell phones um, and mobile gaming and stuff like that so let's go in and get them back into adaptations they've been kind of under lock and key so let's see what we can do with all this stuff okay all right all right so i'm gonna do a couple of movie things and then i'm gonna move into a few netflix things so the biggest, <laughs> all right, this was, this was the biggest thing from this, this week, but it, the next thing I'm going to talk about actually trumped it like a few hours ago. Um, so shout outs to Funimation, shout outs to, um, the, the studio, um, over there for Demon Slayer. I'm trying to, yeah, yeah, shout out Anifilm, that's what it is, sorry, Aniplex. So, shout out to Funimation and Aniplex. They actually have done it. This is the first anime film in the modern era to hit number one in the box office. Like, Demon Slayer Mugen Train has out pace anything we ever thought it would be um it is number one in the movie in the u.s over the weekend beating out mortal Kombat, and it earned 34 million dollars so far at the box office beating out studio ghibli's spirited away for the most money that an anime movie has ever made as well like this is a record-breaking thing and the weebs are showing that they are here for it we are out in full effect so shout out to you guys who's going out and watching it shout out to everybody who's going out and paying for it and stuff like that so this is a dope win for the anime Anime crew we're always the weirdos off in the side and everybody's like why is this taking up a movie theater space because it's good because it's good <sighs> uh, get very defensive when it comes to anime movies and stuff man i remember the last anime movie i saw in theaters was promar and i was so hyped for it but like everybody was like oh why is it coming in when is this is it look weird I, fuck y'all it was a dope ass movie which is now on hbo max go check out promar if you have not um so, like I told you, the other big movie thing that has kind of taken our our um, attention by storm it is whew, Marvel. They put out a sizzle reel for the next slew of movies, next phase four. 
it is amazing so let's go ahead and get into these so of course we have black widow coming up first black widow has been slated to come out for a while but we finally are just doing it movie theaters are open we're going to go ahead and get black widow <coughs> sorry out into the open so it looks action-packed and i'm still waiting to see how this all plays out so black widow will be coming out this this july 8th in 2021 the next movie up is shang chi Shang-Chi just gave us a trailer the other day or the other week or so. It looks amazing. Shang-Chi will be coming out September 3rd, 2021. Then we finally got a sizzle reel for the Eternals. The Eternals look so good. That's November 5th of this year. Can't wait. What the future also brings is up next. And it says what the future brings will be worth the wait. Then you see Spider-Man No Way From Home, October 17th. And then you see Doctor Strange, and that's March 25th. Love and Thunder, May 6th. Then we get Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, July 8, 2022. And then we get The Marvels, November 11, 2022. Then you get Ant-Man, Wasp, and Quantumanium. That's 2022. Then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 2022. And then they get a fucking Fantastic Four logo. But then they just put Marvel Studios in the middle, and we don't get a date. And I just, ah. And it just ends off with them saying, see you at the movies. They did it. They fucking did it again. They got me hyped all over again for MCU movies. I don't know how they do it every goddamn time, man. Like, it's going to be lit. Like, and then we still have all these movies that are coming out on HBO Max and through DC and Warner Brothers. Like, we thought the 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 wealth of of IPs and the the age of nerd movies were just over. It's not. We are still out here going, still out here kicking. I am so hyped because you guys remember when we first got the the full phase shit or whatever, like the first um, three phases and stuff, and we were like, man, this goes all the way out to 2020. Man, that's so far away. Like now we're really we're really in phase four, and we're still going, still going strong. Super excited. We know that we got the Captain America 4 movie. That's probably going to be in Phase 5. We have things probably building up the Young Avengers, West Coast Avengers. I'm really pushing West Coast Avengers. Please give me West Coast Avengers. So it's it's so, it's lit. It's lit. I can't wait. I really can't wait. So let's go ahead and, um, let's go ahead and end it off here with the last two things that I told you let me talking about. Coming out on Netflix. Are they out now on Netflix? So, I want to go ahead and get in first and say shout out to Flying Lotus for one of the dopest intros for an anime. Um, Yasuke is out now and is available streaming on Netflix. Um, it has been a big battle cry from the Blur community for us to go out there and watch and support it. It's so dope. The, the main lead voice actor for Japanese and English are both two dope-ass black men. Lakeith Stanfield plays the English voice actor. And um, I'm going to go ahead and get the name of the Japanese voice actor. Give me two seconds for that. Um, I know we got... Where did he go? Where did he go? Uh, I just—I literally just had it. I should have just—I should have saved it in the docket, like I, like I told myself I was gonna do. But no, here I go. Not saving shit. Um, here it is. Let's look at Netflix, and then the ah, here he is. So, um, June Sojima is the I hope I pronounced his name correctly. He is the Japanese voice actor for it. Both are dope ass depictions. Whether you watch it subs or dubs, you love Yasuke. Um <laughs> I tried to start watching it during during my other day job and like I was like, oh no, I need to pay attention to this. So I stopped and I went back when I had had my full undivided attention. It was lovely. I have started. I have not finished it. I have not. I'm not. I'm not able to binge like I used to. Um, but yeah, it's not even that long of a of a of a season. But hopefully, we're able to get more out of this and see what um, where it goes. Uh, hopefully, I haven't again. I haven't finished it. It may be a complete story. I don't know yet. <sighs> but please go stream Yasuke. Um, and you guys tell me how you enjoyed it. Tell me in the comments on social media. It's so lovely. All right, and lastly, last thing on the docket, go watch The Mitchells versus The Machines. Holy shit, 
It was such a good movie. I was able to watch that um, literally like yesterday, and it's such a wholesome and good movie, and it it ticks all the boxes, and it it's it makes you feel good. It it really digs into the things that they needed to dig into, but it also flips it on its ear because like there's actual growth and communication and things like that between this family and like you see your weirdness in this in all these children like it's so amazing it's such a great story such a great family such a great ending you guys will love the mitchells versus the machines babo friendly neighborhood nerd approved please go out and watch that asap on netflix okay Sorry, right, so that is around the net for this week. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick little break, get you guys some music real quick, and I will be back when we, we're going to talk about it, all right? <laughs> all right, see you guys when you get back. Thank you guys for sticking in here with me on Bobo's Block. So, do you have your therapy blanket? Are your, are your tissues ready? Because um, <laughs> we're about to talk Invincible. So, um, firstly, I want to go ahead and put this out there. When I first talked about the show, um, I made a blooper. I made a fuck up. I want to correct that for anybody listening to that old episode. It's just like, he's got it wrong. I know. I was tired. I'm always fucking tired. But yeah, um, I said IDW was the publisher. No, this is an image comic book. It's an image comic book, and I want to make sure I correct that for my own personal um, anxiety and whatnot. But um, yeah, we are talking about the Amazon Prime series, Invincible. Oh, all right. So where do we start? Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do like I do with the rest of the shows. Let's go ahead and introduce um the premise and then go with my mvps and stuff like that so premise is about a young superhero who is literally um a prodigy a, a legacy his dad is the greatest superhero in the world and he get, he finally gets his powers and now he has to juggle life and all that other good shit so that's normal right like we've seen this before but we've never seen anything like this before holy shit um i was actually privileged enough to be into invincible when it was first being written like back in the mid to early 2000s and stuff like that i i was able to pick up the first volume and stuff and i um read up until a good point of invincible i wasn't able to follow it through its whole thing but um i was able to at least get some of the major beat points and i remember some of the early twitter conversations we had about a lot of the major things that happened in the series and and i it holds a place in my heart because I know how good it is and I'm finally glad that everyone else gets to see how dope this fucking show really is and that is a treasure to behold so um, Invincible follows Mark Grayson Mark Grayson is the son of Omni-Man Omni-Man is the basically the Superman archetype of that world and he um, is the Shiznit like he was from another planet came down he 
fell in love with Earth and he had a family and had a son and now his son is getting powers and we're following his son's journey. But it's so much more than that. Um, <laughs> Invincible shows a very gritty and realistic version of how superheroes would interact and be treated in the real world or honestly in the world that we kind of occupy our space. It is a fucking mind trip. Um, Invincible the series follows, or at least season one, follows the first couple of volumes of Invincible where he gets his powers, does the first couple of missions, and he finds out the dark truth about what's happening um, and everything. It goes fucking south and he has to kind of pull his life together. So let's go and start with episode one. It's perfect. Like, it's the perfect kicking off point. You are pulled in because it feels like you're in another teen superhero. Some people may be a little bit, eh, about that. Like, okay, another kid superhero. They're in high school. He's got to figure out a secret identity and now this other stuff or whatever. But then it gets there. Like, <laughs> Mark is getting... <laughs> when I tell you, some people said that Mark took so many L's. Like, we thought that nigga was Cora. Um, Mark is a very interesting character because he he tries to do his best but he just does not know how like honestly um <laughs> he tries to stick for, stick up for this girl in the school and he's like yo she said no and he gets his ass beat so then like okay he tries to come back he gets his powers and then he comes back and like yo i don't give a fuck about you or whatever man and the kid tries to hit him again and he breaks his fucking hand and they're like mark what the fuck and he's like i didn't do shit like <laughs> like it's mark has it rough but he has it so easy he never had to struggle for anything in his life but he does have the same like struggles that any teenager would go through i want to be cool i want to be popular I, I like girls like i don't know how to get to talk to them it's it's the same struggles that we have as all us awkward teenagers, but put some superpowers on top of it. Um, but Mark also has to kind of live up into living, well, kind of following in his father's shadow because, again, his father is the greatest superhero on the planet. Like, he stopped asteroids from hitting the Earth. He's done his, like, he's done all of the major heroic shit, and Mark's kind of had to grow up with that. And you can also see that in his family dynamic. His mom is very, I wouldn't say callous, but she's conditioner custom to a lot of this shit so you see a lot of debbie grayson um the mother in this that i did not see in the comic i will get into the differences in a little bit a little bit of time or so but i will say that i love what they've done with the debbie grayson character here um and i will say I love what they've done with her because she's a different character type caricature type in and and like overall um, so Debbie and Mark and, um, Nolan, I believe, yeah, Nolan's his, um, dad's secret identity name. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, they have a normal ass family. They do weird ass shit, but sometimes dad pops into fucking Italy and gets pasta for dinner. Like it's crazy. Um, <laughs> and there's something a little off because he tells his dad, he's finally got his power. And he's like, Oh, well, okay. You sure? So, yeah, all right, cool. So, episode one comes to an end or so. You think it's kind of going to be all good. You, We get to meet um, this version, our images version of their Justice League, the Guardians of the Globe. And it has all these caricature types that we've seen, like a, like a strong man, like a, it's called a mortal man. He's basically like, I think, the Shazam or, or Superman of that team because Omni-Man doesn't fuck with the Guardians. Um, there's like a Wonder Woman. There's um, a Martian Manhunter. There's an Aquaman type. Like, I hate, I hate doing this. I hate hate putting these people as like oh they're like a this and that there's one character red rush who's a speedster he's the flash but like it's easy to draw parallels but these people are fully fleshed out characters in their own right and and we get a little bit more of them than we got in the comics but these are like these are just character types these are like you have a get gadget person you have like the fucking person who uses magic and it's like yeah you have a a, a caster of of illusions and stuff like it's these are these are caricature types so yeah so we're running with that and um those niggas get murdered right off the bat first episode them niggas are out of here like 
it's fucking crazy. So Netflix, I'm sorry. So, so Amazon Prime dropped the first three episodes because they knew you would need that. They hit us with a WandaVision. They dropped the first three episodes on launch day because my nigga, what? Like, <laughs> like if we wanted to get that episode and have to wait a week, I wouldn't. I I would have lost my shit. So. Um, Guardians are dead. They're fucking dead. You get literally half an episode to get to know them, and then they're dead. Um, and they were killed by Omni Man. Um, he murders them all brutally. Again, back to the thing that um, I will. I'm just going to start it now. So the differences here are you get a lot more fleshed out backstory of what happened because in the comics you don't get to see the deaths of the Guardians of the Globe. You just roll up on them dead. Here you got to see the fight. You got to see the gory action. You got to see niggas' heads get smashed in, necks get snapped, throats get ripped out. It goes there immediately and grabs you. It grabs you because I was watching with three, three people who've never heard of Invincible, didn't even know what it is or whatever, and they stopped what they were doing. They stopped what they were doing, started paying attention. They were like, "Rewind that. Where? How do we get here? Can you please like?" So yeah, it immediately makes you interested in what the fuck is going to happen next because this is way out of the league of what we've ever seen. So we we get to that and in episode 2 Nolan he's kind of faking that he faking the funk and he's like, "Oh, I'm so beat up. Someone attacked us." And oh my god, everybody else is dead but him. And this is where you see a little bit of what Debbie um deviates from me from a comic book character. She's unshakable, but seeing her husband beat up like that, a man who's been to hell and back that shook her um you get a lot of good story arc weaving with debbie because she goes from concerned wife to skeptical wife to oh my god i think my husband's a murderer wife and like she's so smart um there's a arc or at least a story plot line there are a lot of story plot lines that are weaved within this whole thing because um they had to, again, they were working the first volume or so, and they had to move fast. They had to get, like, I want to say over 20 issues of comic books into six or so episodes. I mean, seven, eight episodes? Eight episodes. Yeah, they had to get, like, over 20, 30 issues of comic books in eight episodes. It's crazy, right? Um, a lot of they draw for the first couple episodes from I want to say issue zero. It hasn't been confirmed. Issue zero was a very rough, compact version of the first couple of volume, like the first volume of everything. It was kind of like Mark giving a playback, playback of all the stuff that he's went through. It was a filler episode. Um, that's why they made it an issue zero. I think it was a, I don't want to say anniversary episode, but uh, anniversary issue. But it was like thinking the annual. Um, I'll double check just to be sure. But yeah, like issue zero kind of gives him like him going through the flashbacks. And, quick version quick cliff notes version if you will of everything that's going on and i feel that's what we got they had to kind of try, dive us in that bitch real quick real hard and yeah man like it worked um people were hooked people are astonished by what was going on issue episode two did not disappoint episode three was very nice change of pace as well but like um you get to see mark kind of coming into his own there are so many stories and beats that really tug at your heart because there was one episode where um (laughs) you 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 want to root for mark so bad and you want because like you kind of know something's up with his dad and he's like very dismissive and this was a really big point where you're like okay shit's not what it seems so, you know, Mark's, we know Mark's dad is a murderer. Mark doesn't know that dad's a murderer, but his dad's still trying to, like, train him and teach him how to be a superhero. Mark is getting approached by a lowly villain. He's like, we got to take down my boss. I want to make the world better for my daughter and blah, 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 blah. And his dad's like, you're not that type of superhero. That's beneath you. That's that will only end in pain for you. And we're like, nah, let's fuck that. Like, we, we got to help these people. We got to help these people. And lo and behold, it ends in pain. Mark is fucking 
beat to shit by Battle Beast because the villain was like, oh, you call some big guns, I'll call bigger guns. And he calls in some fucking space mercenaries and Battle Beast is one of them and he beats the fuck out of Mark. And Mark is on the inch of his life and like, again, this was another point when you're like, goddamn Omni-Man, what the fuck? Because Omni-Man, instead of jumping in and saving his son, he watches from above and then just calls the Guardians like, yo, something's happened y'all need to come down here and you could tell that that was a big rift between him and his wife because that's their child why didn't you help our child like there's a huge huge um vein of family and and like and like things that tie us together and these are these are very pivotal points that you have to keep an eye out for in invincible man like i know for sure invincible really opened my eyes to a lot of um how can I put this? A lot of um, dynamics that I keep with my own family or so. And, and it's, it's really hard because you want to be able to kind of just watch something and not put yourself into it. But, like, there are moments where you're like, okay, cool. Like, this is something that I know I need. <laughs> I need to kind of warn myself I'm going to be triggered by. But, like, it's, it, it, it's a lot of things that you wouldn't expect that they would talk about and deal with and it's so it's so dope so let's go ahead and get into my mvp so mvp of course is mark mark is the one that we're following the one that we are rooting for or whatever but also low-key mvp debbie his mom as i told you she's a totally different character from who she was in the comic books and she's a lot smarter she's a lot more involved in all of this shit she is literally the one who gets the the pivotal clues to solve that her husband murdered the guardians of the globe and the way she did it was so dope she was like yeah um can you go pick up this from um italy can you go over to germany and get this and i like that little wine from that vineyard that we had out in here and blah blah blah. she was like all right two minutes four minutes eight minutes i have 22 minutes to look for this shit before he comes back she timed it down to the second she knows him so well that she could time now how long it takes for him to fucking travel the globe for fucking groceries like it's crazy um I was so impressed about how they utilize Debbie a lot more and how they are showing the, the, how can I say, like the, the, the decline of, of their marriage and the decline of their family dynamic. And it's just, it was a great storytelling, um, plot device and tool. I, I for sure, um, I for sure want to give the biggest shout out to the cast overall: Sandra O, oh, J.K. Simmons, um, Stephen Yoon, Mark Hamill. Um, I think like um, Mahershala Ali's in it. Um, like it's just it's a lot of fucking people. Like from characters like Rick Exploder to fucking Monster Girl to Robot. That's another thing. So we get to meet the team team, and the team team is like the titans or whatever and getting me uh, adam eve and rex floater and multi-cade and shrinking ray one thing i love about a lot of this is they've changed up a lot of the um characters from the comics to now because um robert kirkman even said this himself he was like yeah, um i did a lot of the changes that we did in in the series from the comics because i'm a better writer now that's just he's like i wrote this shit when i was 20 um like i was young i was just thought oh this is my comic book shit and this is what's gonna like like this is what i think or feel at this point and like um he's like i i look back and i cringe but like i know i can make it better and that's what he's done hindsight is always 2020 and they really have knocked it out of the park with the changes from shrinking way going from like a, a grown-ass man to a teenage like is it a middle age or a young adult or whatever she was on the, i think she was in the guarding of the globe i don't think she was on the teen team but yeah but shrinking ray is a woman now um a couple of the um, characters did go through, again, a gender and race change. Um, like I said, Debbie is a lot more fleshed out. And a lot of the characters' motives are fleshed out in the beginning than whether we just kind of going back and piecing shit together. It's kind of just like bluntly stated because you get to see... Um, get to see Nolan or Omni-Man in his full fucking form because there was a point where... 
there was an alien invasion and he goes back with the aliens and in this time um or in this dimension time moves hella fast and he doesn't waste any of that shit he gets to work conquering their world fucking their shit up and then making them send him back and in the comics we just gotta oh i was captured and um i escaped and they sent me back but in the show we got to see all of it we got to see him become a dictator a tyrant that nigga he fucking went through the city at super mock speeds and destroyed everything. Nolan uh, is a fucking problem. Like, my God. And the thing is, he's always been this thing in Mark's head. There's a whole planet of my dad's and stuff like that. That's scary. If you're not already scared, be scared. Um, Because we get to the end and we we explain why that's a fucking problem. Um... <laughs> There's a dope cast. Um, Seth Rogen plays Alan the Alien. Alan the Alien is a um, planet inspector. He makes sure that your planet is able to be protected and things of that nature. But we find out that Alan has been going to the wrong planet. He's been going to Urath. I mean, he's been going to Earth when he should be going to Urath. And Mark fucking tells him because his dad's fought him before and his dad was like yeah boom 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 they got a protector cool let's go so he did another inspection or whatever and then he sent mark instead and mark was like wait 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 this isn't wrath this is earth he's like i've been going to the wrong planet like alan alien is such a dope such a dope character outside of just being an amazing fighter and but like he's like just a cool character um if you ever get a chance to look him up go ahead and do that he is such a jovial spirit um but he he's down with the shits if it's time to fight so you build that friendship and you build friendships between all of the heroes that are in the 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 universe or so with marcus so that he's able to do but like it shit eventually hits the fan um there's shady shit going into the background um robot is broken out to enemies um who started the series started the series the mauler twins um but they use cloning dna and technology and robots kind of wanted to make a clone body and it's a whole thing you gotta watch it um but yeah it, it breaks down the baller twins bring back immortal man they're like we want to control him immortal man's like fuck that shit i want omni man where's this nigga it's on site bitch <laughs> and he takes off and he finds omni man as they're in the middle of about their like he, immortal man timed it perfectly but they finally have enough evidence to prove that omni man killed the guardians and He's just trying to talk to um, Mark because he's like, we got to talk this shit out. And it goes bad. They they try to stop him, try to stall him. Mark is kind of upset because their whole thing went down between him and his girlfriend, Amber. We'll get into Amber in a second. My God. Um, <laughs> him and Amber, and he's talking to Eve, and they're like, oh, my God, your dad. dad is, he's trying to help his dad fight this fucking monster. They sit after him, and <laughs> Mark doesn't know what's going on. But then Immortal Man busts out of woodworks, and he's like, nigga, why'd you kill us? <laughs> And they had this fight, and he kills Immortal Man again in front of Mark. And Mark's like, yo, dad, the fuck? And <laughs> it's all bad. Let's Before I go into the finale, let's go ahead and go into these characters. Um, we have a lot of great characters. Um, one of them was Amber. Let's go ahead and talk about her. Amber was... Amber was changed. Um, she was one of the characters that was changed, but they gave her a new personality, and she's almost like a brand new character. So, so with Amber, she is Mark's kind of girlfriend, and they, he's trying to find a balance between hero life and regular life. And honestly, she gives this nigga a hard ass time. Like, <laughs> so it's understandably has a secret identity. He can't tell people, and he's trying his best to do right by Amber. He brought her like a a rock from Mars, and he's like, I'll be gone for two weeks, don't forget about me, and she's like, whatever, uh, 
Um, Amber was the girl that he initially tried to protect in the hallway and failed at it, but she kind of liked him and she, um, basically took a liking to Mark and she gave his friend William her number to give to him and they started up a conversation they started up some talking and stuff, some caking on the phone and shit. And they, they, I think they were good for like four or five months and all this shit. So yeah, it's, it's hard, but they broke up during a college trip. You'll have to watch that episode. I'm trying to give too much because like again it's a fucking lot but it's also i don't want to give too bad of spoilers these are spoilers 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 but like i want to give away everything so yeah um mark and amber <laughs> they have a very toxic relationship because amber when mark's like you know what fuck it i'm finally gonna tell her i'm gonna tell her and <laughs> he comes in her in his invincible suit in her bedroom and she's like okay nigga what i don't give a fuck he's like what i just told you i'm super he's like bitch i knew for three weeks and i was like if you've known why are you doing this <laughs> she's like you didn't trust me and he's like secret identity and she's like well he's like you didn't trust me still he's like i'm trusting you now and it doesn't make up for it and a lot of people are saying they're upset that they have made amber black because this makes her seem like a unpleasable angry black woman it it, it does but like i don't know you gotta have you gotta have somebody in writing room who would have been like i don't think this pans out for for like logic but okay guys i don't know amber is a very point of contention with a lot of fans right now because like even after she saw that shit and she was like oh well, after she saw what happened to Mark in the finale, she's like, oh, Mark, I'm sorry. And we back together again. He's like, yeah, if you want to be. And she's like, yeah. And I get it. They're teenagers. They don't know how to make up their minds. But there's got to be some writing y'all could do to make that, <laughs> make that more smooth and logical, man. I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to see what they do in season two and before or beyond because they do take feedback and things very, very highly. So we'll figure out if they listen to the fans and kind of make her more of a, a logical character to work with. Um, but yeah, Amber William was a very good character. We only got to see William a couple of times at school issues. I'm sorry, school episodes and um, the college trip episode. But William, I feel, is going to be a bigger part in season two because he's a part of the crew that knows who he's invincible and stuff like that. In the comic books, William kind of, like, always knew. And he was like, oh, you finally got your, got your powers? Take me flying, nigga, take me flying. Like, it's, it's a cute thing or whatever. But, yeah, we he, um, we have this point, amazing story, and it had a great cliffhanging ending. Um, let's get into that finale because I think I'm losing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the finale starts with again Omni Man just killed an immortal in front of his son, and he's like, "Yo, so we need to talk." And um, he's like, "No, no, 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 no." So Mark thinks his dad is brainwashed. He thinks somebody's taking over his dad, and that's the reason why he's, he killed Immortal Man. So he's like, "Get out of my dad! Give me my dad back!" And he's like, "Mark, shut up, nigga, shut up!" Ah, shut up! It's not brainwashing. It's not mind control. None of that shit. This is me. This this is clear-headed me. And I need to tell you, he tells them the true backstory of the Viltrums that they are a conquering empire that goes about the galaxy and just fucking takes all their shit and just like he puts them. He's like puts them under this impossible spot of choosing between the Viltrum Empire, these people that he's idolized and worshiped, thinking that they were so amazing and only known because of dad, or the Earth, the the home, only home he ever known, the people he loves. And Mark even brings this up. He's like, you want me to fucking enslave my friends, my family? Like, what? He's like, you can't. This can't be you. This can't be you, Dad. And it, it, it ensues into a horrible fight. Mark gets his ass whooped. Um, we get a taste of this because again, Kirkman, with hindsight, um, he did something very amazing. He instead of Cecil being the one training Mark as it was in the comics, this time Omni Man took a very hands-on approach in the training Mark, making him into a superhero that he is, and trying to give him the best advice that he can, sending him on missions and stuff, and. Cecil does send him on missions and things like that because they come to Omni-Man for a few things and he's like, no. And he's like, I'm not doing that shit. And then Mark's like, I'll do it. And he's like, what? But yeah, that, but still, like, um, 
you get more of the emotional building that you wanted or needed to see in the comic books with Mark and, and Nolan in the series. And when this fight comes, it's so hard because again, this is your dad. This man just taught you basically everything you knew, and he's just whooping your ass. And you got a glimpse of it, like I said, in the beginning, in the first episode, when he first was teaching him how to fly and stuff, he punched the fuck out of Mark. Dead in the chest. That was never in the comic books. He punched Mark like he stole something. And Mark was like, he was like, yeah, these niggas are not going to hold back on you. I'm not either. I wanted you to feel that shit. And um, I think it was a good lesson because you could also see that he will not hold back on Mark. And he does not. Like, there was a moment where... Um, Cecil was like, scramble the jets. They're close enough. Scramble the jets. And they're like, what? He was like, let's just buy some time. So he scrambles the jets. Jets try to take out Omni-Man or at least distract him or whatever. Give Mark a little bit of reprieve. And then he um, takes the jets out. One of the jet pilots try to eject, but he can't. And the shoe's not popping and all that stuff like that. And Mark tries to save him. And then he goes through the whole process of getting him out of the seat, catching him, and poof, oh, got him on the ground. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you fucking saved my life. You, Oh, my God, you're so amazing. And then Omni-Man, poof, right behind him. He's like, oh, you saved him. But for what? But why? What? And he just crushes the pilot's head in front of Mark's face. He was like, this nigga's life is feeble. We age at such a decelerated rate. By the time all these niggas are dead, you will only look 35 he was like i was like oh shit like nigga what (laughs) like he was trying his best to turn mark to his side because like he knows the 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 hardships of being a viltrum or whatever viltrumite and he's like all right if i just show him this shit cool but mark is still part human even though he's like fucking 99.9% Viltrumite. That 0.1% is human in him. And um, he has compassion for the earth, his people, and everything like that because this is where he grew up. And I'm even like, I shouldn't have raised you as a goddamn earth. I should have raised you as a Viltrumite and we wouldn't be having this problem. We have a job to do to the Viltrumite Empire. We are loyal. And like, he tries his best to break Mark. Figuratively and literally. Um, this nigga throws him into Chicago, poor Chicago, <laughs> throws him into Chicago, does fuck ton of damage. He even at one point takes his nigga in the subway and he's like, I have to save these people. He's like, no, you don't hold his head in front of a train and just let their bodies barrel through this train as these other bodies explode around them from impact and mark is just watching in horror as it happens in front of his face that shit fucked me up like omni man gave zero fucks about mark's psyche and then he just beats the shit out of him so bad he causes an avalanche and then like he's just pummeling this child's face and he's just like why are you doing this why are you making me do this that's what all abusers love to say why are you making me do this like bitch you're the one punching me like (laughs) um (laughs) but like it it stalls out into a flashback nolan's remembering watching his first um little league game and he's like this is fucking stupid it's pointless these are just children hitting a stick with a <laughs> hitting a ball with a stick, and Debbie, again, being that emotional heartbeat, comes down and shows him the importance of humanity again. And she's like, "We don't get these moments of joy as adults. We have too many responsibilities, too many shits that's going on, but we get our joy through watching our children have joy." And their joy brings more joy into our life. It reminds us of the joy that we can have. And it, that's what it's like to be human. It's not always about the mission. It's not always about the responsibilities. It's sometimes just about finding the little joys in life. And he stops. And he's like, <sighs> Nolan then flies off. And... Um, Cecil and his crew comes to collect Mark and he's like in the hospital for weeks, months, I feel even cause like his fucking chin was split, missing teeth, like face smashed in. And he, even dad was like, 
what will you even have in fucking 500 years, man? Like, think about that shit. 500 years from now, what will you have? All this shit will be gone. And he was like, I have you. I have you, Dad. And that breaks him, man. I think that's what broke him. And like I said, um, Cecil tracked him leaving the solar system. And um, we get a whole montage of things to come in the next season. Again, go check that out. We get get a lot of good teasers of next story art, story plot lines that are going to be wrapping up and finishing and shit. So we definitely are getting a lot out of season one, but I am expecting a hell of a lot more for season two. Cause like, if you are a reader of the comic books, you know, what's coming next, you know, what characters are going to be probably popping up and what arcs are we're going to probably dive into. Um, Invincible has been renewed for season two and season three. I'm super excited to see what comes of all of it. So we definitely are giving it a five out of five fucking friendly neighborhood nerd approved. Um, go watch it. Uh, it's such a good watch. And, um, I enjoyed that it dropped, like I said, over a couple of weeks and it gave us something to look forward to every Friday. Now I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it coming out every Friday or so, but yeah, Robert Kirkman, thank you for your amazing work, and I can't wait to see what you do with season two and season three. Um, for sure, you guys definitely will be getting more updates and reviews for shows like that. So definitely keep it here, tuned to the block, and I'll be the one to keep you updated. Okay, so um, I think that's a good stopping point. Let's go ahead and um get it up on out of here so i have been your host the one that talks over the mic for about an hour or so for the neighborhood nerd bobo you can find me on all the social media platforms you can stalk your ex at bobo fnn that's at b-o-b-b-o-f-n-n for the neighborhood nerd so um you can also find me on twitch at ghostplay games you can find me on youtube at your friendly neighborhood nerd bobo you can find me on facebook at friendly neighborhood nerd, friendly neighborhood nerd bobo um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in for this whole time. And again, check out all these shows and stuff that I was talking about today. Check out Mitchell's versus on um, the machine. Such a good movie. Um, there's a lot of things. Also, I watched, I started shadow and bone. I thought it was a movie. It's a fucking series. So I'll tell you guys how I feel about that. But right now I'm enjoying it. So yeah, so we'll go ahead and chop it up a little bit more. Probably give you guys some more content, um, on Patreon again, file, follow my Patreon or go sign up for it. The place where you can do the most good for this podcast is at patreon.com forward slash Bobo patreon.com forward slash B O B B O. And that is, whew, then that's all for me guys. So again, I'll check you guys out next time I get behind this mic. All right. Peace. <laughs>